Do you have your sunscreen packed? I bought some sunscreen. I hope so. Yes, I, I go through a lot of sunscreen. I keep I, I keep the companies in business. He's leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when I'll be back again. In one week's time. I'll be back in one week's time. <laughs> Hi, everybody. The, we okay. are recording this early. Today is Tuesday, February 4. It's very early in the month. And, Father's and the, going on vacation. I'm going to take a week off from the 5th to the 12th. I tell people it's my Christmas break. How's that sound? I didn't get a Christmas it, it, break. Oh, that's that's because that's I, my fault. I work. Okay. Oh, oh wow. Ooh, the that hurt. Comes I'm sorry. Well, I hope uh, you get stuck in Florida just a little longer. Get stuck in Florida. That wouldn't be so bad. That, that wouldn't be so bad. That's but. not a. That's not a, a negative. Unless a hurricane was coming. But if it happens in February, we're in big trouble. We're all in big trouble. Anyway, I am. I'm going to go down to Florida for a week. Good. And I mean, not good that you're leaving. I'm happy for you that you get some time away. I'm looking, you know, normally at this time, most years I go to Guatemala on our mission trip. Oh, yeah. And this year is a year off from the mission. We'll be going back again next year. So anybody who thinks they want to go to the mission trip, it will be the very end of January or the very beginning of February next year. Okay. I will not be going. We always try to do it before Lent. I, I did go on the Guatemala mission trip in like 2010. It was wonderful. I it highly, was a long time ago. I highly recommend going. Guatemala is still there. <laughs> they didn't disintegrate after I left. Oh, imagine boy. that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yes, as Father said, we are recording early. So if anything major has happened in the world or the church that we are not addressing, don't think that we're insensitive. We just don't know about it yet. Okay, you can't can't guess. No, <laughs> <laughs> I've got Pope Francis goes we, to we, Tahiti. We, we, we could have the Pope resi- retire, and we could have a new movie, Three Popes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the new one. Yeah. No. Here comes oh, the God, white smoke. God, God forbid. Okay. Well, real quick, though, yes. you don't have to be a cardinal to become pope. Technically, anybody can be named pope. Not even you don't have to be a priest to be a pope. You have to become a priest in order to become pope because the pope is a bishop. Correct. But they can name you a pope before you're a priest. So, not to get off on a tangent, but I'm just curious. Not that I'm vying for my own papacy because that would be you're starting campaign. <laughs> 2020. Yeah. Um, so a man, if less, has that ever happened in history? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, but, but lots of strange things happened back in the early Middle Ages. But so technically, if a if a lay man were voted to be the Pope, this is so crazy I can't say it without laughing. Um, then he would have to go to seminary. He would have to go through all the steps, including. So he said, "I'll be Pope, but wait for seven years until I can get ordained." <laughs> exactly, something like that. No, they they might expedite it a bit. Oh, okay. But we've had some people acclaimed as bishop. Now they were uh, famous uh, saints who have were already priests, and uh-huh. the people said, "We want him as our next bishop." That's happened more than once. Yeah, that seems a little more believable. Just I, I love that idea. You know, next time we have a vacancy, we should just have like the, the Iowa caucuses. You know, everybody get together in the gym and decide who they want. We still don't know the results. Don't use those smartphone apps. Okay. They're but dangerous. You, you can tell we're recording this the day after the Iowa caucus. So, yes. So we don't really know if the app itself works. I told you I'm always suspicious of apps. That's why I got rid of ours because it, it, the website's far better. It's always a better tool. Okay. We don't have a parish app anymore in case you're still waiting for yours to come up. <laughs> yeah, people are... <laughs> Why haven't you updated the app? Because it doesn't exist. Okay. Let's go into the readings. Now, back up a a week or two. Two weeks ago, February 2nd, Mm -hmm. we stepped out of the ordinary reading because it was the Feast of the Presentation of the Lord. Yes. So we read from Luke's Gospel. Had we been going straight through, if the 
February 2nd had not been on a Sunday, mm-hmm. we would have had the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. Which last week we covered, we missed the Beatitudes. Yeah, the Beatitudes. And so then the following Sunday, which is February 9th, we had continuation of the Sermon on the Mount. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Oh. We do need to update people, don't we? We do. So if you remember on last week's show, Father Herb told me that you can get a flame to jump from one candle to the next if uh, the candle has been burning long enough and you blow it out and then you put a lit candle close to it. Okay, so after the podcast... And I said... Prove it. Yeah, it was uh, Doubting Thomas right here. Just call me Tom. Okay, so I took Michael into church. We went to the high altar, the main altar. (laughs) We only have one. We only have one. (laughs) We went to the altar. We lit both candles. We did. And then I picked up one, and I carried it over close to the other one. We did. And the the one I blew out, it had not been burning very long. What, a minute? couple minutes tops. couple minutes tops. We got sidetracked, and we're talking about something. Surprise. I don't remember I mean, what it you was. were. Okay, no, we. This is this relationship takes two people. Okay, so <laughs> I I brought the candle over. Yeah, and it was just beautiful to watch the flame jump. It jumped. The, it jumped to the other wick. I saw it with my own eyes. Yes, I have seen and I believe. You doubted until I showed you. Till I can put my hands in the flame, which I don't recommend. Okay, yeah, it's okay, Thomas. It's not good for a piano player. Okay, so meanwhile, back to what I was saying. So we went, we we're back into You're ready cha- for a cha- chapter five yep. of Matthew's gospel. You uh-huh. are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Yep. This week we continue chapter five of Matthew's gospel, and we have the Sermon on the Mount, which is how many chapters, Michael? Three, five, six, and seven. Very good. But we don't even get to six or seven before we hit Lent. So we remain in chapter five for the next couple of weeks. All right. Now in the early church, five, six, seven. That was the catechism for. Pagans who wanted to become Christian, you know, you you study this and will, and you live correctly and you uh, worship with us and we'll consider you becoming a Christian. We'll baptize you. Nice. So that's the textbook. Okay, so here comes, you know, the Beatitudes makes everybody feel good. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the the right the righteous. The, the those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Sure. Blessed are peacemakers. Then the second part, you are the light of the world, you are the salt of the earth. A little more challenging, but still makes you feel good. Yeah. This week is really a heavy-duty one. Get ready to feel terrible. Not to feel terrible, but feel <laughs> feel challenged. I, oh, lo- I okay. love this because Jesus is saying, think bigger. Don't just keep the law. And it starts off with, I've not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. Okay. Now, should we tell everybody what we're doing? We're doing the short form. Because the long form is long. long. So, so you can thank us later. If you want to read the entire passage, it's chapter 5, verses 17 to 37. It's 20 verses. One. 21 verses. 21 <laughs> verses. That's long for by, by gospel passage reading. Okay, so uh, let's read what we will read in church. Are you ready? Am I reading it? No, let, uh, do you have a copy of the short version? I do. Why don't you read it? And that way, uh, I will probably break it into thirds. So after each of the three parts, uh, I'll stop you. So read a third, and I'll stop, and read a third, and I'll stop, and read a third. Okay. Go. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. 
You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with brother will be liable to judgment. Okay. So the first, every one of these three, actually it even goes into the following week. There are these uh, constant contrasts. You have heard, but I tell you. You have heard, but I tell you. And Jesus is telling them it's not just their behavior. He's, He's taking the law, but he's expanding on the law. And he's not just talking about uh what they do or don't do but even their disposition it's the attitude the thought behind it okay so so you can't just say okay you've heard i cannot kill you and he said but even if you have anger Mm. even if you have hatred yeah you have killed the person is that how you're feeling about me today no not about you at all but i but i i know there's a lot of anger and a lot of hatred and do you do you remember when we were kids in school, maybe it wasn't true for you because I was in school way before you were. <laughs> the way you said that made it sound like we were kids in school together. Yeah. When but Herbie did, and Mikey were hanging out in did, the did, second grade. Did you ever have a teacher say, you know, because if somebody calls you a name or something, the old rhyme, sticks and stones might break my bones, but, but words, words will, will never, never hurt, hurt me. That is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. You did. I'm, I'm not saying these teachers were liars. But what they were trying to say is don't get upset about names. Sure. But the truth is names, words do hurt. Sure. Especially if they come out of putting somebody else down or or making fun of them. Nowadays, we might call it bullying. Right. Well, the bullying is very prevalent both in person and virtually. On, yeah. Uh, I was just talking to Audrey about this the other day because with a name like Puppis, people like to either mispronounce it or make fun of it. It's just a rite of passage of being a Puppis, uh, you know. Poopus, poopos, puppies. There's lots of different variations. I like puppies. Yeah, that's a, that's actually kind of a cute one. Um, but she was telling me that somebody on the bus was making fun of her last name the other day, and I said, you know, sometimes sticks and stones might break my bones. I, <laughs> well, I don't know if I said that, but I'm not even going to admit it if I did. Um, no, I don't think I did. I, I think what I I said was, you know, it's just they're just saying things just to be silly. You can't let what somebody else is saying to you ruin your day because it's really about them. They're they're the one that's acting out in a way that isn't being nice. That's not a reflection of you. That's or actually who you are. pretty good parenting. Oh, I, you sound surprised by that. Well, it was um, actually, um, did you hear course, your words? Uh, it was actually pretty good. <laughs> well, you almost were right on target. Perhaps, maybe. <laughs> that's the best affirmation I've gotten from you in fifteen <laughs> years. Okay, so that's the first part. It's it's the commandment: "Thou shalt not kill," mm-hmm. but it's expanded. Got it. Got it. And it says, even <laughs> whoever kills is liable to judgment, but also hatred. Okay, now let's go on to the second part. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. I just said adultery, very weird. It just came out. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, it's a scary word. It is. Again, people don't realize... Uh, the gravity of lust, the the gravity of pornography, the gravity of all the sexual innuendo. Sure. Uh, A hot topic right now in the world, as of February 4th, the Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, yes. Yeah, you were talking about that the other day, and uh, I'm not old enough to watch it yet. Well, you, so. With your cataracts, you couldn't see I it. I couldn't see That's anything. Probably anyway, a good yeah. thing. <laughs> Um, no, this is a huge issue for both women and men, for young and old. Um, 
are, I think, you know, I've talked, I've talked a lot about this with friends. Uh, even my wife and I talk about this, like how over, um, I'm trying to use family friendly words cause I know we have family friendly listeners, you know, how over, over the top our world has become that yeah. we, we hold our sexuality on a pedestal and that that is the ultimate human experience and everything must point in that direction. Yeah. Um, but people are so much more than just one, what they look like or what they offer. Yeah. You know? So yeah, we could go into this, but it's a family. And, and the temptations show. are great. Uh, again, they used to say the temptations are the world, the flesh and the devil. Mm. The world would probably be stuff. Yeah. Uh, the flesh kind of speaks for itself. The devil is, fills in all the rest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, you've said to me before, um, in regards to celibacy that you view celibacy as a gift, you know, that obviously celibacy is as an extremity and a, a gift that you get to, Ex to extreme type of uh, gift. You, you don't accept celibacy without having the gift to be celibate. I think that what I was saying was there's a distinction. There's, it's a call to ministry call to priesthood, mm -hmm. a gift to be celibate. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I think I've had, t I've met people who felt called to priesthood, but didn't feel the gift to celibacy. Sure. Uh, so it really, it really was, is it in that vein that I may have explained that to you? Yeah. At the same time, celibacy is not the lack of awareness of relationships and friends. It doesn't mean you live a cold or sterile life. Right. You have to be a compassionate person. You have to be caring. Yeah. Probably the biggest uh, I have friends, of course, but the biggest gift for me to to have a healthy celibacy is the fact that I have a very close family. Sure. So there are people there, and just like a spouse, they have to love you whether you're a jerk or not. <laughs> uh, that's what family does too. Right. Yeah. No, that's so true. I I know. You know. So for either young men and women, whether it was during my time as a youth minister or uh, now even just talking to to grown men. You know, the struggle is real when it comes to this type of stuff. Um, and I think what people should know is that they're not alone. Uh, and I think a lot of times people feel as though I'm, I'm, I'm the only one with this problem. Well, obviously you're not where the, the industry that feeds this wouldn't be as big as it is. Um, so, and that, that's a, the, one of the major differences now is the temptations are everywhere yeah. and they come at you at the speed of light. Uh, we have a, uh, an axiom in Catholic theology, moral theology, is avoid the the near the unnecessary near occasion of sin. Sure. And nowadays, it's just very hard to avoid. You have to consciously try to avoid things yeah. because it's all around. I had a friend once um, too, and I, I really admire him a lot. That would really even filter movies that he would watch if he knew that it would it would be a trigger for him. And I used to think, well, that's so silly. I mean, why? It's just a movie. But uh, as I've gotten older, I think that what a what a mature spirituality that takes to know that if I watch something that will be a trigger for me, I need to stay away from yeah. it. Or music that does that. Or TV shows or whatever it may be. Um, man, we could do a whole series just on this one paragraph. But we're going to move on, aren't we? Because I said there were three parts, so there's a third part. Let's go to the third part. Please. Again, you have heard that it was said to your ancestors, do not take a false oath, but make good to the Lord all that you vow. But I say to you, do not swear at all. Let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. 
Isn't that cool? That is. So when he says swear, is he, what is he saying? Well, he's not talking about swearing like foul know, language. We, we talk about bad language. Yeah. It, it says, do not take a, a false oath. Obviously, so, every oath was considered kind of putting yourself before the Lord. Yeah. I mean, we still do this. If you, if you are going to give testimony in court, you know, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. It's that. You can't handle the truth. You can't. Is that part of that line, too? No, that's. No, that. that <laughs> I'm just is kidding. Is that Jack Nicholson? I think so. Yeah, you. Yeah. I, I wonder, don't know if I've ever actually seen that movie. It's actually very good. Very good drama. It's actually pretty good. Oh, no, that was Actually, you. You, gave, you gave better acclaim to the movie than you did to me earlier. <laughs> uh, okay. You said actually very good. Well, I was just actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the movie so long ago, I don't remember. Uh, but I see you all the time. That's true. Oh, right. So do not t- uh, take a false oath, but uh, make good to the Lord all that you vow. You know, I think for me, this is like the the how authentic and genuine you are when you, you, you know, for me, I want to be a man of my word. And that is the next part I was going to say. Let your yes be yes and your no be no yeah. means it has to go beyond words. How how can you be a man of your word if it just remains your word? Well, then you're not. It has to be right. It it has to be your actions and your pers- personhood. Sure. In other words, you can't. It's it's in tune with the other two. You can't just say, "Well, I didn't kill you," right? Even though I hate I hate you from the deepest part of my. My core. See, the truth is coming out, people. Yes. He's looking right so, at me as so, he says it. So uh, you really have to have the exterior and the interior in sync. So if your yes means yes and your no means no, and I say yes to the Lord, is that a song you sing? Yes, uh, Lord. Oh, yes. Oh, well, we haven't sang yes, Lord, in a long time, and we will never sing it again. It's a little old. But, but but isn't there another, I mean, weren't there like two different songs? There's a nice one that I do now called We Say Yes. We Say Yes. That's yeah. what I was thinking. It's We Say Yes, Lord. We accept the invitation to your love. Okay. But you don't say yes unless you accept it. The, the, the whole point of all three of these things from Jesus and going on into next week mm-hmm. is he's saying, get beyond the letter of the law. I've not come to do away with the law, but to fulfill it and to overflow it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he didn't say those words. That's my word. Yeah, to overflow. <laughs> That's okay. It's almost it's like a good word. it's almost like uh, I was going to start this podcast by asking you a question. You, when you had a coloring book, did you color inside the the lines? Now you know my personality. What do you think the answer is? Of course is? you did. And I encourage my children to do the same. What would happen if it went outside the line? It would look a little messy. It would look a little messy. Yeah. But what if we had one of these things where you you could go beyond the line, not just outside of the line, but beyond the line, and just make it, uh, you take the line and maybe you, you double up the line in additional colors. Sure. Uh, I, I'm sure your artistic wife knows exactly what I'm talking about, where you, you, you becomes a frame. Yeah. And so... You know, the image that comes to mind for me as the musician is the staff. If we only stayed within the treble clef staff, five lines, four spaces, we would miss a ton of other notes that are possible to make music beautiful. That's perfect. That is a very good statement. I could not have said that. Well, here I am. That's why you. That, that's brought, why you're here. That's why you brought me along. It's very true, though. You know, that's why we continue to extend the staff above and below it, so that we can. So we don't want to just be a minimalist. Just get it in. We don't want just to. Say, I was in church on Sunday. 
Yeah. Count me in. I can check that off. Sure. Uh, I I gave a dollar a week for the last 40, 40 years. Uh, so I'm giving to my church. Sure. Uh, a, a dollar a week for the last 40 years. That's not very much money. No. No. But what the point I'm saying is we have to go beyond. Yeah. So is it coloring outside of the lines? Not necessarily, but it's expanding it. Sure. It's it's having your heart bigger than the law. It's bigger than you thought it was. Uh, oh, that's a quote from uh, some song, too. Uh, <laughs> that's a great song. I think, you know, some so many times we... We put our faith or we put God in this box and then we just expect it to stay there and it's the God box or it's the faith box. But Faith is not stagnant. No. It can't be. Mm-mm. And that that's, I think, what why it becomes so beautiful is when it comes to life and it's expressive. We, we, we go beyond. So let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Yes, and anything more. Well, I, the only thing I was going to say to that is that it's interesting that he used both yes and no. Because it's it's good to use both words. That I think so many times we get caught in the midst of just feeling like we always have to be the yes man that will say yes to everything. But no is a powerful word too when you know that you need to take either personal time for yourself, either or to uh, say no to the temptations. Or to yes, yeah. no to the temptations. You know, you we just and there's a big difference between having a temptation and having a temptation that you give into. Sure. We will have temptation. Yeah. It's always there. Right. Until I like to tell people they'll be they'll be tempted until about ten years after they're dead. <laughs> it's called purgatory, my friends. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, thank you so much, Father. I hope you have a great vacation and you are well rested. And we will record the next podcast. What number is this one? This is one thirty six. And we hope there will be a one thirty seven. <laughs> oh gosh. Take care everybody. We'll see you this weekend for Yeah, mass. God bless you. <laughs>